2: Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trina. Thanks for listening. Good show this week. We've got our regular Andrew Marshan from the New York Post to talk about all of the big sports media news going on lately. Obviously, you have the Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols situation, Stephen A. Smith with the Shohei Otani comments, uh, NFL Sunday ticket, uh, Apple TV. Uh, so we uh, cover it all with Andrew Marshan of the New York Post, and then following that, we have our... Weekly train of thought segment with uh, my buddy Sal Licata, where we talk about some uh, baseball things and uh, get into this story about uh, the office wanting James Gandolfini to replace Steve Carell when he left, which is a phenomenal story. So, we, me and Sal get into that a lot. If you like the train of thought segment, if you hear it, if you've been listening to it, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Would love some feedback on what you want to hear in the segment. If you have any questions, you want me to. Uh, do any type of mailbag, anything you guys want in that segment I can do. So hit me up on Twitter and uh, let me know. Uh, before we get to this week's show, let me just tell you, if you missed any recent episodes, you can dip into the SI Media Podcast archives. Last week was a really good show with Sean McDonough. He was so honest about so many topics. A lot of people liked it, got a good good uh, feedback on that one. So make sure you check that out if you missed it last week. Two weeks ago, Chris Long who, former NFL Super Bowl champion, who hosts a great podcast, he was on and he was tremendous. Jim Ross and John Oran three weeks ago. So check all those out if you missed them. And if you can rate and review, that helps a lot as well. And um, obviously, please subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. All right, Andrew Marshan from the New York Post. And then, the train of thoughts on this episode. Here we go with Andrew. Yes. All right, joining me now, SI Media Podcast regular. I mean, if I'm not having him on this week, when am I having him on? Breaking stories left and right, sports media going haywire, especially at ESPN. And he is New York Post sports media columnist, Andrew Marshan. Andrew, how are you? I'm
3: good. How you doing, Jimmy? Thanks for having me.
2: You're busy. I know that.
3: I am. Like I told you before, things are going on. I might have to like duck out for a second yeah. if something comes up. I got my phone here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate. I appreciate oh. you having me on, and
2: and uh, let's let's it- talk this. There's a lot to dive into. I'll start with something easy and simple. I know you can answer it. Very basic question: Who uh, gave you the information on Maria Taylor's salary? <laughs> who told you she it's wanted? Ste- who told you she I wanted wrote, Stephen A. Smith money? Who gave you that quote?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of sources on that. So yeah. I know there's a lot of some people out there who on their podcasts and stuff they claim they know. I, who tells me stuff? Uh, as I tell other people, 90 percent of the time, people are wrong. Um, and obviously I'm not going to get into fully and I thought you can't really even answer the question. Yeah, Um, it it was a good question. Very good, strong attempt Uh, very direct question. uh, But, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into who, who I talked to, but I will say like, uh, it's, there, there is a lot of people who just say things as if they're fact and they're completely wrong. Of course, I can't get fully into it, so it's kind of like usually I don't address it at all. I
2: I will ask you a legitimate question that I don't know if you want to answer, but I will ask this question because I do think it's a good question that isn't, you know. When the story... So you break the story that uh, Maria Taylor is having contract negotiations with ESPN. They offered her five mils. She turned it down. Then they're offering two or three because of the pandemic. They're cutting back, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then a week later, the Times breaks the Rachel Nichols story. Do you think that story comes out if not for your report a week earlier?
3: Yeah, I think so. From what I've heard, I think that story was before was already being worked upon, worked on. Um, Again, I don't know that for certain. I haven't called Kevin Draper from the times or really looked into that fully, but that's what I've heard. Um, So, one had nothing to do with the other. I know it could look like um, that they had, they were, you know, sequential and, uh, but uh, that's not how it works. But, uh, that's interesting. Again, I to can't me. get fully, fully into it. But But, yeah, I, yeah. but I, I think the time story was happening. I mean, look, I knew about the Maria Taylor stuff. It's been going on. I have a list of stories that I send to my editor every Monday. It's been on there for a while. Um, and so uh, the timing of it, for me, was coincidental. Again, despite what people might say who have no facts, uh, it was coincidental. And that, you know, in the, well, it's not coincidental. The fact is, their contract was up in three weeks. That's why I wrote about
2: it. So then that should, I mean, so that should, um, I'm trying to think of the phrasing here. I mean, what you're saying then to me is sort of a, a, if you want to look at it this way, which is a dumb way to look at it, but that would be like sort of a check or a plus in the Maria Taylor column of all of this insanity because the cynics and the conspiracy theorists thought that New York Times story came out solely because, your story came out. I mean, the the jump is, OK, someone in the ESPN world probably leaked her salary demands to you. So then her team leaks the Rachel Lincoln story to the Times. I mean, that's how a lot of people perceive all of this to have gone down, which doesn't yeah, you know, it, yeah, no so one looks the, great in it. But that's what, you know.
3: Yeah, I don't like I, I try like on your podcast to kind of stick to what I've written because That's the stuff that I vet fully. I think you're getting at something that within the business, and I don't want to tease people who don't know, but like, look, the timing of the time story um, three weeks before her contract uh, that made her look very good and ESPN look very bad um, was interesting uh, in terms of that timing of a year old. uh, She's the offended party, so she has a right to be upset, uh, but... It was a year old and it did come out three weeks prior to her contract being up with negotiations apparently not going uh, the way exactly she wanted them to go. Um, so, uh, you know, some people, Bobby V taught me a long time ago not to believe in coincidences when I covered the Mets. Um, so, you know, I'll let people draw their own conclusions there. Um, you know, I don't know 100% how that story came together. Um, it was a very pro. Um, Maria Taylor anti-Rachel Nichols story, and Rachel put herself in that position. Uh, there is something to be said for being taped potentially illegally um, and talking in a private conversation, and the degree of her um, how offensive her statements. Obviously, people are going to have different takes on it. They were insensitive, but there's going to be p- people you know on the spectrum who look at it differently. Um, but they were insensitive. They were private, so and that, that's also when you look at yeah. the punishment that ESPN could dole out. That was also a a factor that is something that I think was somewhat overlooked in some um, in some ways by you know how people presented it. Because even though I do think ESPN's management did a poor job of handling it, like I think you have to, as Adam Silver, the commissioner, of the NBA said, you have to get the two of them in a room and 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 hash it out. Um, in terms of punishment, when someone's taped again, potentially illegally, um, you have to be careful. There's lawsuits and things that can happen if you don't act in a, in a proper way. The biggest issue to me, though, is you can't, you have a wound, I wrote this, you have a wound and you have to address it. You can't just let it get more infected until it becomes, you know, it ends up in the public sphere and it's now uh, terrible for, you know, most everyone involved.
2: So do you know, Was the e- when, when this all happened last year, was the ESPN strategy we hope this never gets out?
3: Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, I don't know if that was the exact Because they never dealt with it. with it. They never
2: dealt with it last year. So that's why I'm asking that question.
3: Well, look, again, like I said, management, the people who, who run the NBA, um, really, need, and Jimmy Vitar is the president, or chairman. He's, he's ultimately responsible. Um, you, to me, again, I'm not managing anything. You have to handle things directly. That's how you handle it. And so I do think they sort of wanted to, you know, hope they never saw the, you know, light. And if the Times didn't write the story, maybe it doesn't. Um, And, you know, it's hard. Again, the story was fine. I think it's a tough thing to write about um, a private conversation. Again, not like if it's like a U.S. senator or like someone running for president, then, you know, I think maybe we have different rules. It's a sportscaster who was taped illegally Again, I'm not saying it's wrong to publish it. I think it's fair to publish it. Um, I just think it's um, it's a little bit of a fine line of um, of of where you, where you go with that. Like again, not saying it shouldn't have. I just think it's a fine line because it was it was taped illegally, and like again, I don't want to like. You said things when you get into these subjects. If you say anything like it wasn't the worst thing you've ever heard, then somehow you're like supporting what re- you know. Like you're you're not right. like giving it the full like. Um, so I'm saying th- it's wrong, right, Because right.
2: Um, because she also didn't but not, personally, no, it, yeah, she didn't personally um, question Maria Taylor's abilities or talent. I mean, she specifically said she thinks she Maria not. Taylor she is great. People made that leap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she said Maria Taylor is great. I, I'm not downplaying what Rachel Nichols said as the whole result of the tape. But I think obviously, I don't think she'd be at ESPN right now on July 15th if she had personally said things specifically about Maria Tella's talent and performance.
3: But, yeah. I feel like, you know. look, it, this is social media. I, a lot of leaps were made in terms of Rachel Nichols. And I think Rachel behind the scenes, uh, didn't, doesn't have as many friends as she would need at this point. Um, you know, she has some friends in high places. Adam Silver is very supportive. Um, I think Bob Iger, who's not running Disney very fully, is very supportive of Rachel Nichols. I don't know how Bob Ch- Ch- Chapek, who now runs it, um, you know, he feels. But uh, so she has people in high places, and and she's made a successful show. You know, the jump. You know, it's depends pen, not necessarily my oh, thing, right. but it's like people. It, it's done. It's done well. It's part of the right. NBA. Um, but. Uh, So, but but where should the punishment be? Right. It's tough. It's very tough. It's tough. It's It's a tough, tricky situation.
2: Yeah. I mean, my only, I mean, I wrote this. I just think, I just, for me, I just think ESPN looks so weak. I don't even know if weak's the right word. That's not the right word. I think they look confused and they don't know what they're doing when they let Rachel Nichols work the finals last year when they knew about the tape but then they pull it this year because she got punished because the tape became public, not because she said what she said. And that to me is a little bit of, you know, bullshit.
3: Look, these are big corporations They're owned by Disney. It's a lot of lawyers involved. But to me, you just do the right thing in every situation. You just do the right thing. So the right thing initially, again, going off, forgetting the fact that you know, someone took this tape and decided to, you know, disseminate it, you know, I don't know that the Times article presented that person as um, as if they did something great.
2: Yeah, which I and I can
3: see it. Know. Yeah, I could see maybe. But like, I don't know the private conversation that you're taping. I mean, the other day, Marv Albert butt dialed me. Should I hang up or should I listen to Marv's conversation? You know, I hung up. Well,
2: you have to because listen. I, that, I mean, you're a human being. I did not
3: listen. I did not oh, I listen. Would listen. I did not listen. I'm
2: not a good person. I'd listen. <laughs> I wouldn't report it. You know, I would you're not the, report you're it. The
3: second person you're the second person. Um, if we were in a Levitard show, we'd say we'd put up a poll. You're the second person that um that said that you would listen. I don't you do not listen. Even oh absolutely admit, you do. You would every word. To more.
2: every word and I would take notes.
3: Nope. And he texted me after you like this. He texted
2: no, me not, after Not just Marv, you know, anybody. Uh, if it was anybody. If it was anybody. I'm listening. Uh,
3: my parents don't hang up. Like, I always listen to them like... Well, that's hey, going to be boring. Yeah. yeah. No, that's funny. He what yeah. about I, but, just, uh, the, I, I just...
2: I just want to... Go yeah, ahead. Okay. You go. You go. No, you go ahead.
3: No, go ahead. I'm just no, I just, just want to be very clear ahead.
2: that Rachel Nichols did not get pulled from the 2021 NBA finals because of that tape. She got pulled because that tape became public. That's what the story is yes
3: and the the backlash
2: all right so now let's bring it current and and to now so we're taping this thursday morning 10 45 a.m i usually tape earlier in the week had some issues andrew nice enough to be flexible so we're doing this thursday morning and the latest is that it looks like maria taylor is going to jump to nbc now a couple of things let's go on the hypothetical that that happens is this happening Now, listen, there's one thing I've learned over the years about this business, and I'm sure every single thing is about money, everything. Could this be a case, though, where it's she just can't be, doesn't want to be at ESPN anymore, or is it because of the money?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know. At this point, when we're talking, I don't know the exact money. I've heard some things where it may not be as much as ESPN's offering. Of course, ESPN's offer went down from what it was previously, uh, so it, regardless of how much money it is, people tend to not really like that when you make, you know, when you have one offer and then it's a lower, uh, that's usually viewed as insulting. Uh, and then, you know, the, um, everything else that's gone on. Um, so I don't, I don't like, I don't, NBC traditionally does not pay as much as the $3 million uh, just for them. Now I did lay out in the article, it's pretty easy to see the path where, Maria Taylor also ends up on Amazon's uh, Thursday Night Football, which they're going to go after Al Michaels and Peyton Manning um, to start with. And, you know, Al is already with NBC. Fred Gidelli is expected to be the head guy who's the uh, producer for Sunday Night Football. And he'll also produce Amazon's Thursday night as well, starting in 22, 23. You could see how Maria could be the sideline person. Look, she's, she's very talented. I mean, you watch her on air at 34. She is a great traffic cop and, and really good. Now, those skills aren't as um, valuable as they once were. In a digital age, it's much better to be like a Pat McAfee type uh, nowadays. But but she's really good. Um, and also no very, vers-
2: and very versatile. She does many sports. Versatile, which is, exactly. Yeah.
3: She's, she's just very talented yeah. on air. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: so, uh, So you could see where she could do the... You know, Tariqo is expected to replace Al uh not this year, but after the Super Bowl NBC has. The following year, Tarico becomes number one. Uh, then they have a role Sunday night football, which she'll be able to potentially work with Drew Brees, who she blasted after his national anthem uh comments, you know, last year, which is interesting. Um, and so you can see how it all um kind of can fit into a plan. And then I've written it, you know, I think she has had designs on doing, um, you know, mornings like, you know, like Robin Roberts. Um, and so can NBC put a little, uh, Today show stuff in there, maybe. And I mean, and then you could see where, okay, that makes some sense. I, the thing is about ESPN and look, I don't know internally exactly how she's been treated and one-on-one, um, personnel, but it seems to me she's been treated pretty well by ESPN. She was at SEC network. She's at 27. She's been there seven years. Her salary went from whatever starting salary was, which, you know, was in the hundreds of, you know, probably not that much starting at SEC Network as an unknown person to making a million dollars and has been promoted to basically every job, top job that ESPN has had open that falls under her, um, what she does from national championship, sideline reporter, college football game day, uh, NCAA women's host. And then the NBA Finals. So it's again internally what her interactions are with people. That's something I can't say um, if there has been bad experience. But in terms of promotion, financially, uh, seems to me ESPN's treat her very well.
2: Last question on this. So what makes this? Again, as I said before, this whole story is just insane from start to finish. With so I said this last week as well. So many layers. There are so many layers to this. And then the other layer in this. Um, is that Maria Taylor's contract... Now, again, it looked like the Suns were going to sweep. Everyone expected a quick NBA Finals. Now we got 2-2. Two, two. So there's a chance this goes six or seven games. Maria Taylor's contract expires before game six, game seven. I know you reported they could do a deal where she makes her deal with NBC and then she still does those last two games. If she didn't, is there, e- <laughs> is there even a 1% chance they'd have Rachel Nichols do those last two games?
3: No. You not, have a better Jimmy Traina here with Jalen Rose, Jay Williams, and Woj. See, if I'm the ESPN,
2: I put Rachel Nichols right there. Game six, let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why right. you're not running ESPN. There's zero chance. No offense to Rachel. Hey, there. don't make fun um, of me for but, not
2: running ESPN. They got in trouble every single day over there. So that's
3: know. true. Traina, you running it would be interesting. Yeah. Um Yes, it will not be Rachel Nichols. All right. That is, uh, um. Anyways.
2: Since you, all right, I have nothing left to say about this. Uh, do you have anything to put a bow on it? Because then we can move on to the next topic.
3: No, I mean, look, uh, I said Maria Taylor, super talented. It's interesting. I mean, the, the one thing I would say is that, like, the Pre-game show for the nba Finals, it's like all the hubbub about it like I don't nobody, know watches it, nobody watches, watches it nobody cares that's what's kind of interesting about yeah. the whole thing i feel like the drama off of it has become more interesting oh it's, yeah it's not like at 8 30 people are like i gotta watch yeah. nba countdown before the final like again yeah. she, she's very talented i just don't know if that that show doesn't resonate which makes it the whole thing kind of interesting and the other thing is the backdrop to all this also at espn is that they're cutting everyone's salary Right, and they're offering Maria Taylor's salary from one million to three million. When they're like Ariel Hawani, who you know is a top MMA reporter, and you would think, you know, there's the Dana White thing, with you know, it's a little, that's a complicated issue too. But like they offered him a five percent pay cut.
0: Um, right, but if they offered her, fi-
2: if they, I, I understand they offered her five million before or in the middle of the pandemic or before they started, yep. you know, letting everyone go. But I, I'm sorry, she, if if I'm her, I'd be pissed too if they offered me five and then came back with three it was
3: an average of five it went to five the last year. right like right four-year deal last year if she'd be like 38 she'd be making five. yeah so i think she has every right
2: country. to be pissed about that but um but they are, i mean but, th- but the fact of the matter is i mean what you said is obviously i mean they are cutting left and right you know i mean you just have to open your eyes to see it i mean they've let go exactly so
3: and let me say the other thing is if they pay her three, if she stays and they pay her three million dollars they're not disney is like you know they're they're in ESPN's pocketbook. It's not like that's three million. It's like that's three million, and do whatever you want with everyone else. Everyone else is taking they're taking ten thousand from this person, fifteen from that person,
2: right?
3: Three hundred thousand from that. They're not. They're, they'd have to make up that money. So she leads, In theory, that might alleviate other people like make a little more. I and they'll probably do the same thing and just keep cutting. But yeah. um, in theory, they do. And that, and that 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 hurts morale though when you're offering one person a raise three, three times what they're making especially with the numbers, and others so, are having to take pay cuts left and right. So
2: let me ask you this, though. Next season, the 2022 NBA Finals, is there a chance Rachel Nichols would host those? I mean, that was her job. I mean, she got the, her and Maria Taylor were supposed to split that gig, or do you think she's done with that job completely?
3: Well, people do come back. We're always like, nobody can come back. I mean, like...
2: No, she'll come back. Internet. She'll come back. She'll
3: come back. I mean, look, she has... you. Uni- but in these cases, like, I think... um. I'm not comparing it to but you need powerful people in your, right. in your court. Like yeah, when yeah. Marv came back, he had a number of people, but David Stern had his back. When he uh, had his
2: legal issues and pleaded guilty. Um And I don't know, want to interrupt you, but Marv also when he came back started locally doing the MSG in New yeah, York, yeah. you know. Yeah. so he, they had like
3: a whole plan to get Marv right. back and he's Marv, he's the greatest ever. Um so you can come back. I mean, you know, the it, it was like kind of the internet was there, but it's pre-internet. So it's a little bit different than it is now. I, I like, I think what Adam Silver said to me, like the same thing with like Stephen A, which maybe you're going to get to. It's like, I, I think if people's intent, intent. And so in Rachel's case, she wasn't, she didn't know she was being taped and she said something insensitive and wrong. But again, there's degrees of insensitive and wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. She apologized. Stephen A, apologize. And I don't think Stephen A's intent was bad. His words were bad and right. he was ignorant, but his intent wasn't bad. And so when someone apologizes after, even if it took him a couple of times, I still think we should accept people. That's me. I, maybe I'm all right, well, wrong. You know. All
2: right. So Stephen A was the next topic, but let me ask you this before we get to Stephen A, since you said it, and I don't want to forget to follow up on it. I know you're going to give me like a wishy-washy. I don't know. We'll see. Give me an answer is Peyton Manning actually going to call Thursday night football for Amazon? What do you think is going to happen? Cause that would be, I mean, ESPN yeah. has tried to get him obviously for four or five years. And now you're going to tell me he's going to do Thursday night football on Amazon. Um, you think that's going to ha- Well, you think there's a good, I don't, I'm being facetious. Obviously I know you can't say or no, Well you think there's a good chance. You think there's a good chance. I
3: would say, yeah, I look, I, if you ask me my gut, I would go with history is No, uh, people have offered them a lot of money before. Amazon could offer them, you know, they have the biggest market cap of anybody anywhere, I think. And so, or at least one of them. And so they could offer him so much money that potentially could work with a legend in Al Michaels. Um, you know, that might be to do 16 weeks. The thing about Peyton Manning, and I respect him for this greatly, is I don't think he will just do it. You know, first of all, he doesn't need necessarily the money, but people always like more money. So it's easy money. But like, I think he would be all in. Right. Like, I don't think he's just like that. I mean, we know that from his NFL, but just when you talk to people who work with him, I did a big story about, you know, what he's trying to do with his company and the things he does with NFL films with Peyton's places that's on ESPN plus. He's an all in guy. So like, he's just not, I don't believe he'll do it. But I think if you had Goodelli, you have Peyton Manning, um, you know, the Amazon games aren't as great, but like, I, I think that's a little appealing
2: to I specifically asked you not to give me a wishy washy answer and then you gave me a wishy washy. I wasn't
3: wishy washy at all. That was You said not, he's I not think,
2: gonna do it, but he likes Fred Godelli, he wants more money, he likes Al So is he I mean, you're is the, he doing it or I, is he not doing it? God damn it. Give me an answer. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: I mean look, you're I'm not you're a hot taker. I'm just the guy who reports.
2: I okay, will I, predict I, that he does it. He does it. I think he will for this reason. I'll give you the reasons why I think. I, know, I think obviously I, I think what you said is About where I think working with Al, I think is a huge factor. Yep, I was told he didn't want to do ESPN all those years because he didn't want to call games with involving Peyton and Tom Brady. I mean, Eli, 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 Eli and Tom Brady. Now Brady's still around, so maybe that's a factor. But I think enough time has passed that he's been out of league where he'll do it. And here's why I think he's going to do it. I I think the low key appeal of Amazon compared to ESPN will help in this like if he's on ESPN ESPN gonna you know it's gonna like what they do at A-Rod with Sunday Night Baseball it's gonna be the Peyton Manning show then he's got to go on all their dopey daytime shows and all that stuff like with Amazon he could fly in do three hours with Al it's low it's not gonna be as viewed as Monday Night Football because it's on Amazon and he'll get out of there and it's an easy gig
3: Schedule-wise, too, you know, he has young kids. They're right. starting to play sports and stuff like that. So, you know, these guys, I, I think they want their weekend so they can see their kids' activities and et cetera, right. you know, whatever they do. And so this one, you kind of – Thursday night football, you kind of come in on Wednesday. It's a short week for the team. So you kind of come in Wednesday, and you can leave there. You know, he'll fly private. You can leave Thursday. Right. It really – again, I said, you know, we say this every time. Like, if he doesn't do it this time, he'll never do it. And then something else comes up. Um, and here's the thing about him. I, I, look, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Uh, he, everyone will say Tom Brady now. Yeah, he's arguably the best quarterback ever, and he. Uh, um, and so, but he doesn't have to do it. So it's like it's one of those things. Is, you
2: know, it's not his, now, his dad did it. You know, dad. Did here's it. now. I, the, listen, I'm not I, the Peyton thing is whatever. I, it doesn't. I don't really. I'm not all wrapped up. I'm more fascinated by the Al part of this. Would Al do Sunday night and Thursday, or would they give Sunday night to Tarico and Al would do Thursday?
3: Well, it'll be, interesting. It will, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know if Al just wants to give up Sunday night, so maybe in my mind, I think he'll try to maybe get some Sunday night. But tariko has been waiting in the wings. He's, you know, he's the next generation for uh, – you know, he's not the youngest guy. I mean, he's, a, he's in his 50s, I think, probably. Um, but he's their next generation. He's hosting the Olympics. He's their guy. So, I mean, it's his. I, I, I can't – I don't – I can't imagine Mike Tariko is not the main – play by player for Sunday night football unless something unforeseen happened you know it's starting way in
2: 2023 2022 so 2022, 2022, NBC, 2022. and
3: yeah. NBC has the Super Bowl you know it's a perfect right. again, I'm not Al should do what he wants to do I'm not in like Willie Mays plays with the you know not right. Al still good but like Al should do what he wants to do I'm not into this legacy the perfect story I think that's a BS but it is the perfect story if he were to do the Super Bowl in his hometown of LA it's a great thing but he still wants to do it. And you look at his schedule. I mean, he works four and a half months a year. So he's retired the other, you know, yeah. almost eight months. So it's like, um, why not keep doing it? Uh, so I don't think he, I would think he'll do it. Um, but I don't know if he definitely, that's not exactly what he wants to do. I mean, he's Al Michaels. He kind of wants to do it on his terms. Right. And he's had one of the great careers. I mean, you could argue maybe the greatest career of any play-by-play person. When you think of what the, the moments that he's called and what he's done and the longevity, especially in the NFL. Um, so uh, you know, but but he's not really an Amazon guy. You know that platform is not really where you see how Michael's ending. But I, I think uh, it's that uh, very well is where it could happen.
2: I also think I wonder uh, the schedule is going to be important too. I mean, if Amazon gets what the, I mean, they made the schedule better for Thursday nights when Fox had it. I don't know now what they're going to do. You know, they're trying to make they made better schedules for ESPN this year. So I wonder. Um, I wonder how that the schedule factors into it. you know, listen. I I feel like the story is what it is. He said something stupid. You know, a couple of apology attempts. Finally got it right. I don't. There's nothing really to analyze. I think in terms of that. What I wrote and I truly believe is, you know, first take and ESPN got off scot free here. And to me, they're just as much to blame because that was a planned segment that he didn't say that off the top of his head. Those comments were not a shock to the staff. They teased it. They chironed it. They promoted it. Everyone knew. Do you think they say knew
3: exactly the, he was going to say that?
2: I do. I, I don't know exactly. in the specific words, but I think he was gonna say the, listen, if this if the topic of the segment is, is should Shohei Otani be the face of baseball? You know, one person's taking one side and one taking the other. What possibly could be the reasons for the answer to be no? But
3: the thing is, the problem with what he first off, two things. Number one, let me say Stephen A is the face of ESPN now. He spread too thin and this happens like every couple of years where he says something that's just like terrible because when you're doing the NBA finals, you're doing UFC and you're, you know, jetting in to uh, do first take and he's doing two shows. I mean, like what I respect about Stephen A is he works hard. There's no, you can't, he's not like stealing anybody's money. He is working his ass off. And so, um, so I respect that. But in that same light, the ESPN does this basically with most of the people that they like, they spread them too thin. And it's not only what he said, but the way he said it. And you know, I don't want to, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect of, we can't understand what the hell he's saying. Very aggressive way to say, like, how the hell does he not speak English when, and just not understanding, like, you know, I've covered baseball, like what these guys do who come from overseas and, it's go, go. I just would love, like I always used to say this about Armando Benitez, who was the uh, Mets closer back in the early 2000s and, you know, spoke a little English from the Dominican and you go to the, you go to another country, go play a game, mess up. And they're talking about you on every talk show and saying, you're basically a jerk. The back page of the paper are saying you're a jerk and you're, you're, you don't know the, like go do that. You, you try. It, okay. Nice. And see if that's not difficult. And I think, that insensitivity that Stephen A. had there and the way he said it, in part because he's spread too thin and he's always kind of doing the character, um, that was what was really wrong with it. And then he tried to double down on it and tried to explain himself, which, um, you know, is not like there's that one problem we have, and I think this is social media is like, you can't like, nobody's allowed to explain themselves. Like he was, they, they were coming after him and maybe rightfully so. Like I'm not saying, I, I think his comments were bad and, and ignorant. Um, you know, but again, was the intent that like, was his intention was ignorant, but was his intent to hurt? Was it his intent to be um, anti-Asian? You know, I, I don't think so. He just said it the wrong, he said something that was wrong and he just didn't understand it. He didn't know what he didn't know.
2: But also I but that segment was designed to cause a stir because it's a stupid dumb topic. If the premise of the segment is okay. So what was I what did the Kyron say? It should show is it good that Shohei Ohtani is the face of baseball or should he be the face of baseball? Now first of all let's just start with this. You could now maybe this is the New Yorker in me even though I'm a Yankee fan. You can make to me this Two players in baseball. Well, there's three players in baseball right now who I think should be the face or the most popular or the people you go to watch, no matter what they're doing. Jacob deGrom, Fernando Tatis, and Otani. Okay? Those are really the three guys right now, in my opinion. Yeah. DeGrom doesn't real. want that job. He doesn't have the personality for it, but there's nobody better to watch when he's on the map than Jacob deGrom. Yep. He's awesome. So take that out of it. You're questioning whether this guy who's doing something we've never seen before with the hitting and the pitching should be the face of baseball. The guy's hitting home runs every night. This segment is so dumb on top of yeah. which the a guy who, show. and the, and the, and the, on top of which the guy who is the best player in baseball or has been for the last 10 years is on his team. And nobody in the country cares about the guy. That's the problem for Otani, not the language barrier. So the whole segment Bingo. is designed to be a shit show. Now, Put that aside. Now this, to me, becomes a story like Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor. I'm fascinated by the ESPN part of it. I don't believe Stephen A. should have been fired. I don't believe in firing people for a mistake. I mean, I think if there's a list of mistakes, yes. I'm not into just you fire, you fire, you fire. I'm not into that. I will say this. If probably 90% of people at ESPN who are on air Talent made that comment, they'd be fired.
3: Yeah, I don't know. if They'd be fired. I mean, I'm trying to think of examples well, where suspension. On, well, the air, Paul, Paul, on the air. On the air, maybe Paul Pierce. Yes, off the air stuff. Here, yes, I know. It, I mean, look, you're gonna have different rules. Stephen A. is making 12 million a year right. because they right. the most valuable person there, so they're not gonna just like get rid of. Stephen but he a's. didn't even.
2: But they didn't even like. They took Rachel Nichols off the jump for a day. They didn't take Stephen A. off the air for a day.
3: Yeah, I mean, like again, ESPN doesn't look at. They didn't look at that as a discipline. I'm just telling you how they looked at they portrayed it to me um, that it was more of like just everything was going on. It was too much. You right. Know? Well, so Stephen know exactly A. made those comments
2: there. about Otani and then made the comment about the Nigerian basketball team. So that's not a lot going on. That That's a typical episode. That, well, you, that,
3: you, know, you know, here's the thing. And I, again, I definitely don't want to get into politics, but when some people just say things out loud instead of like right. behind the scenes, like, so again, forgetting what they said, Rachel Nichols was taped potentially illegally. Right. And then you're right. They laid a year and whatever. Like they, they did a poor job with that. Then Stephen A saying this thing on the air. I mean, Jalen Rose, you know, said about Kevin Love that I think he said. Talking wrong, like white guy. Yeah, yeah talking token white guy. So, I mean, that's on the air. Um, so like you start drawing. the like. So I guess the, they didn't do anything. Jalen Rose didn't get punished at all either. Um, well, I'm not saying have. he should or should. He shouldn't have. So the point being is that so
2: I understand, you say that they should have, in, the, in a perfect world, they... No, 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 I'm not saying he should have, I, I don't believe, we, here's what I'm saying. I just want to point out, because I think people sometimes forget this, and you said it, Stephen A. has different rules than other people at ESPN. Yep. ESPN and other companies try to act like, no, everyone has the same rules. No, they don't. Everyone has different rules. Just be aware 100%. of that. Yeah, That. that's, yeah. I do yeah, think... they have the different
3: rules, right. but he's too, but, but like... Again, it's more of like to me how he said it. I mean, and the yeah, intent. Yeah. I think I, I just feel like we've lost the like what was the intent, and like we're always like I feel again that like you can't go by social media. Context There's a lot of bad and, actors right. on it, no, but like context you and it know, is important. The context of like even like if you go deeper, and again, everyone's gonna come from their own perspective. So absolutely, to, like everyone has to listen to each other so you understand other people's perspective. And when I, you know, I try to talk to as many people as possible for every column, and you know, to understand like what am I not. Understanding, like what don't I get about this situation? And I guess, um, I to me, is it, the intent wasn't. I right. don't think Stephen A's intent was to hurt. He, right. he spoke ignorantly.
2: Right. My takeaway from both of these incidents is now. See, I don't know the man. I've never met him. I've never spoke to him. It's not what I do. It's really what you do. You get into that stuff. I don't. Um, but both, I have my opinion of Jimmy Pitaro. Now is just like. But th- does the guy know what he's doing at all? Like, this is a man who flew on an airplane to have a conversation with Dan Lebetard to scold him because Dan LaBitard said, you know, he was offended by Donald Trump at a rally saying people should go back to where they came from. But then Stephen A does two things on one show that get everyone outraged, and it's like, oh, no big deal, we'll just move on. Life is good.
3: Yeah, well, two things. Let me
2: just, yeah, go ahead. I don't know
3: if he went to to scold like when you go back to the levitard situation wow.
2: um, Com- have a conversation well, the, the
3: thing was yes, to say stick to sports levitard, But the levitard said in that which i think again this is one of those where there's you know there's a bigger issue and then there's the issue that we're talking about at a media company he said that like espn was cowardly i think was the word right something that in that
2: regard um
3: and look, I don't know many companies that are like, yeah, that's cool. Like, go say Sports Illustrated or well, Howard
2: Right. But what Stephen A. said was cool then on both fronts because he didn't get any. There was nothing. There was no ASPN yeah, back yeah, at it, all.
3: I you Stephen A. more than Dan Levitard. Well, that's far right. at that point. And so, and whatever. We can get into, like, the Levitard, like, you know, if he should be talking about politics or if it's a sports show, that's a whole different equation. Dan Levitard is at a much better place probably for him and for ESPN. I wrote this like when it happened, it just seems like that's not a good marriage. He wants to, you know, um, shoot at the machine when you're inside right. the machine. Eventually, if you shoot for a while, it's just not going to work eventually people are going to be like wait what why are we doing but this but the and, ultimate point like, is pataro
2: pataro seems all over the map on these things that's what my takeaway is i could be wrong ESPN, but that's,
3: going back to skipper yeah no i mean pataro this is not they've had one problem after another now they're busy making deal after deal which is what they really care about with the nfl and wimbledon and soccer and et cetera, et cetera. and that's ESPN what plus, really yeah. espn plus yeah so that's what really what they're they're focused on, but in terms of like, and I've written about this as I wrote about this with, with Hawani is like, what are they as like a content company? Are they a place, like when we were younger, that's where you, you wanted to get to ESPN. That was like the place, that was the highest place. You know, it once was at SI and then it moved into ESPN and they, they've been there for a long time. Now, I don't know if, it's that, if that's the place you want to do content. Do you want to call, yeah, they have great games to call, but if you're a content person, you're very limited at ESPN because you can only say so much as a Disney company and right. everything you do say is just like magnified uh, to the 10th degree. Charles Barkley says a million things on, you know, a stage, a network that's not as large as ESPN, but yeah. Turner's a huge network with a lot of sports properties and Barkley can say basically, you know, almost whatever he wants. Right. And, and I love Barkley and there's no ramification.
2: Right. I'm going to ask you the single most important question of this podcast right now.
3: Okay. All right.
2: You are the top sports media reporter in this country. You've worked at ESPN. You deal with ESPN. So you're the perfect person to ask. I've been in talks for like three or four weeks with ESPN PR. And Stephen A was supposed to come on this podcast after the NBA finals. I shouldn't say supposed to, but it looked like he was going to come on after the NBA finals. Will Stephen A still come on the SI Media podcast? in the next couple of i think of weeks.
3: he will i think he will i say he will but okay that's
2: good that makes me feel um, good thank you
3: i don't know i mean i can't say for certain but i would say he will i mean he's on me air every five seconds right. so coming on with jimmy train i know you're yeah. like uh, child's Howard Stern well i mean you know you'll quiz him uh, but you usually give a nice open forum you're a little yeah. like uh
2: all right, wait, this isn't or about me, like, even though uh, that question was about me. Like,
3: well, yeah, no, you're a little shot ish when it comes to this. Yes,
2: stuff. absolutely. Um, <laughs> I just, you're, and you're my Jordan, I guess.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know about that. But you, no, nah, look, I think, I would say, look, Stephen A, like the one thing he, he takes a lot of pride on, it, and we're all just like talking, and I'm right about this BS, and people are talking, but he does take a lot of pride in being like, I'll be there, you know, it doesn't dunk yeah. anything. So, Unless
2: something else happens, I don't know. I would think that you'd get Stephen A. Last question has nothing to do with ESPN. Um, there was a report this week that Apple TV, in you know, wants Sunday Ticket, and I've I've said this on this podcast before. I've said that like the average Joe Blow fan who's out there in America who's an NFL fan. You know, we get into like NBC has the contract for six years and ESPN has Monday night. They don't care about anything but Sunday ticket. I'm speaking anecdotally from everyone. Everything I get on Twitter, yeah. people I spoke only people could think people care about it. They want it off DirecTV. They want to be able to get it without DirecTV. If you live in the city, you're screwed, etc. Now, Direct now Sunday ticket is supposed to air exclusively on DirecTV this season and next season. So it's not going to be if, if, you know, you're not getting out of that world till 2023 season. Um, obviously 100% guaranteed there's going to be a streaming component involved. Maybe DirecTV keeps it, but do you think it ends up on ESPN Plus? And how, I mean, we've heard ESPN Plus, we've heard Peacock, which is NBC. Um, it's going to go somewhere, but what do you think of the Apple story?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I think the digital players are real. Amazon, I think, I don't know if you mentioned them in your list. I think they are real uh, a real chance that, you know, they could be involved. They're getting very involved with the NFL. Um, so, you know, Apple makes sense. This is a driver. You know, you're trying to get subscribers to these uh, these platforms and they're early. A lot of them are early in. So, the you know, so the money, especially for a company like Apple, where they have endless money to, to start this new business that they think is the future. And it is, um, it, it makes sense. You know, but the, the thing about, sports this is a list i don't know if this is really this is more of a larger point is that compared to like disney plus or netflix you're just leasing the event as opposed to if you're netflix and you create stranger things um or you know you're disney and you create another star wars series um you own that forever you can make money off that forever so th- that's a little different but yeah no i think apple I, again i forgot who wrote that but um the that's seems to be real amazon's real espn plus is real like could they cut it all up so you get it with each of them that seems to me like i don't know if anybody's gonna i think apple or amazon could pay for exclusivity It may be espn as well but like the peacocks and the cbs is if they were to get involved i don't think they would probably get it exclusively i think it would be too rich for their blood and and I, so i so i i do think apple also could see like amazon really getting in there and you know, the NFL trying to make up money that they, you know, the greedy owners lost in the, uh, uh, in the pandemic.
2: Oh um, yeah. I'm sure they're on, on, on the welfare line, the NFL. Owners. I know, but
3: that's how they think, not how I think I do yeah. more. Um, they will, you know, try to get as much money, of course, as possible. So, uh, yeah. So I think there's some, probably some, uh, yep. potential realness. To all that.
2: I actually, I just thought of one last one and this is where I'll, Piss some people off because it's going to be about a New York thing, but it went national. Um, obviously, the Sterling call where he called the the home run off the replay. First of all, if you see anyone out there bad mouthing John Sterling, just report them to me, and I'll murder them with my cold bare hands. He's a legend. And an okay, icon. I do, I do
3: um, know somebody. Okay, let me know negative things about. Yeah, uh, you might I, But you.
2: but it was <laughs> funny that the spinoff from that the story what what ended up becoming the story was that they're still calling games from the road. And I was surprised how many people were up in arms about that. I, so I don't, you know, I'm sure other teams have this too. I'm sure it's not just the Yankees, but the Yankees radio team of John Sterling and Susan Waldman, a.k.a. Mom, Pop, Pinstripe. They are at Yankee Stadium calling the games when the Yankees are on the road. Now, is that because of health and safety or because WFAO in which, WFAN, which airs the games, is cheap and doesn't want to send them on the road now. Do you think they'll be back this year, next year? You you would know this better than anyone, so break it down.
3: Yeah, well, I think they definitely want to be on the road. Um, so Susan's 74, John is 82. They're both vaccinated. I think John wants to be on the road as well, um, even though he understands the risks involved. Um, but he's, they're both vaccinated. Um, so... Yeah, it's, this is, uh, it's a money thing. You know, you'd you'd think as the world opens up, I mean, the Delta variant is another factor that they might use. So I don't want to be like, I don't want to be insensitive to the, you know, the threat of the virus, but... Right. Um,
2: but I'm saying, you know, let's say next I guess, year no, the no, virus... Point is,
3: yes, I think there'll be, I think radio will be traveling. Okay. And then TV, there's a question of if TV will try to be cheap. And, you know, Sinclair owns most of the... Um, regional sports networks. They're not known for being big spenders. Here's the thing. Are you the major league or, the not, or, or not? And if you're the major leagues, your broadcasters and your lead producer travel. It's that simple. And anybody who doesn't understand it doesn't, I get it. You can bean count and yeah. I get it that you could say, but you're going to lose. First off, the broadcast is different. Secondly, don't tell me you need to be in Boston and you're the Yankees. They don't need to be in Minnesota because that's not how covering baseball works. You don't know when a no-hitter's happening in Minnesota. You don't know when a fight's happening. You don't know when something big's happening in Minnesota. So you need to be there also. The other thing is, is that we do have a lot of broadcasters who are really good at what they do and have been doing it for a long time and have a lot of institutional knowledge and can do a broadcast and, and know so much about the teams from just doing it for so long and being around for so long. Over time, you will lose that if you're not with the team on the road and really getting to know people. And people like will say, ah, this doesn't matter. I don't. It does because these people that you think are better and makes the broadcast more enjoyable, that's part of it. It's doing the work. There's no free lunches. So it's bad for everyone in the business um, if they're not on the road. It's bad for the viewer, even those who don't know it. And it's not major league. And so if you're the NFL, for all their arrogance and everything else, they said last year, even during a pandemic, we're going to be at the games. They said, we're, we're, we're the NFL. Um, and we, they did it safely. Uh, so the idea that baseball broadcasters are gonna be minor league and not be not send their broadcasters on the road to me, and I get it. There are some out there, especially a lot of the ex players and some play by play people who don't want to travel because uh, it's easier. Um, but I think they're foolhardy too about where their salaries will go and their level of importance yeah. will go if they're not on the road. So uh, bean counters will want to take advantage of that. If I were uh, a broadcaster, that would be the last thing I'd want to happen because it's bad in on a, on a lot of levels.
2: Yeah, well said, well said. And the most important message of all: if any of you are out there bad mouthing John Sterling, you're a horrible person. All right, thank you, Andrew. I'll let you go now. It's 11:19 a.m., Thursday, July 15th. What time can we expect you to break the Maria Taylor to NBC story?
3: Uh, we'll see. Give us an ETA. Know.
2: Give us an ETA <laughs> would, today, tomorrow. Like what do we, to we tell
3: got? You. Right. I, wish I, could tell, I wish I could tell you, but I'll, I'll do my best. A lot of good reporters out there, so I'll do my
2: well, best. We'll, well, I'm sure. And
3: also, t- a story just for the record, for all the people out there who write talk about this, breaking stories is, to me is when like nobody knows about something and then you report something. The, the person who puts it across the goal line and says it's done, to me, again, you want that story and I go for those stories, but to me, that's not the story. It's when nobody knows about something and then you report it. That's where a story is broken. The rest are important and you want, and they get more attention a lot of times. But to me, those aren't as important. So All right. just my two cents on, on, that, on that issue that I know some people talk about on their podcasts and stuff like that. It's very excuse, uh, very important. All
2: right. And he does break a lot of stories. So follow at Andrew Marshan. That is the correct handle, right?
3: That is. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay. I appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. Take care. Thanks for coming on. I know All you're right. busy, so I appreciate it.
1: Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for
2: details. All right, time for our weekly train of thought segment. And now we bring in the guy who does it with me every week, my friend Sal Salicata from WFAN and SNY in New York. Sal, how are you?
5: Great. Can I just say I really actually look forward to this—a so little meeting once a week discussing some topics that we'd normally discuss on the phone or through text anyway. So this has been fun for me. Well,
2: we we had breakfast Sunday, so it's not like you know. Sometimes happen though. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. happens, and that yes. was more
5: about you know, oh the baby and you know, come
2: on. Got to we'll see go. the baby like Seinfeld. <laughs> Got to see the baby, <laughs> right? Exactly. <Gotta. laughs> um... All right. We need to follow up because last week we went off about MLB with the seven inning doubleheaders. Your point specifically about when they do a a split doubleheader and make fans pay for two games when they're seven innings. And I'm still I still think the runner on second is the dumbest thing to start the 10th inning I've ever seen. And now Manfred, I guess, over the all star break said that's going to go away next year. Maybe he listened to the podcast. I don't know. But I feel like, you know, progress was made after last week.
5: And I think it's a a surprise because most people, you know, I'm doing we We talked about it or I'm doing these overnights and and getting a bunch of calls. Everybody's like, oh, why are you yelling about it? You know, it's not going anywhere. I don't think people expected that to change either of those two rules moving forward. So thankfully, Manfred, who seems to be tone deaf and not have a clue about what fans actually want in Major League Baseball, Seems to have gotten it here. Now, again, there's going to be labor dispute issues, and maybe the players are going to argue against it. They don't want to play nine inning doubleheaders. That's obvious. They barely want to play seven inning doubleheaders. But nice to see Manfred say that baseball is not looking to make those two things permanent, and we can get back to actual baseball games.
2: The runner on second I hate, but I could see teams and players being into that because I guess they don't want to play 15 inning extra in games. But – I'm sorry, baseball is not seven innings. That had to change. That one had to change. A baseball game is not seven innings. That's the
5: one that bothered me the most. Now, I'm not going to disagree with you with the runner on second because the more I, I got to watch it, the more I was like, all right, this is just cheap. But it does add instant drama. It does create when in other words we're watching a regular you know ball game yankees go to the 10th inning and it's just like all right whatever wake me up when something happens in this case you're already woke it up watching it cuz you're saying all right there's a guy at second something is going to happen here one way or another so i like that kind of added drama or the instant drama but ultimately, the more I watched it, the more I felt the cheap in the actual game. And I'm excited for baseball being back to nine inning games without that runner being placed at second and extra inning.
2: See, I much prefer the 15 inning game when the team runs out of pitchers and they got to maybe use a <laughs> position player. And then I've seen games and innings <laughs> where they're switching the left fielder and the pitcher right. or something like that. I like all that. But I did see now again, though, it's like it's baseball. So they can never just do anything right. Then they still have to get in something that's ridiculous. And now there's talk about banning the shift. You, I like it. How do, you don't? You, you can't tell a team they can't use a defensive strategy.
5: Why? you It's illegal defense in all the other sports. Why can't you just... It's very simple, too. Why wouldn't you just say, okay, maximum three outfielders, and more importantly, two infielders on each side of the bag at all times? You can because, move them wherever they want, but it's not...
2: Because the game's been played a certain way for a certain amount of time, and now we're just changing the rules for what we... If you don't... again, If you... If the shift bothers you, bunt down the third base line and you get on first base. And then the shift will end.
5: No, I, I don't. I mean, I disagree here. I just, I, I know How what you're saying.
2: How could you ban? Okay, so if you have a lefty pull hitter up, mm. are you allowed to move the outfielders over? Yes, you. Well, why do, is that allowed? But you can't put an infielder, move an infielder over.
5: You can, you can. Move, the only restriction that I would make, I think it's ridiculous when you watch a baseball game and you're looking at the diamond and you see four or five guys jumbled up on one side. I think it's just. See, stupid. I think it's
2: smart. It's strategy. Well, it is,
5: but baseball got too smart for their own good. They got too smart with the analytics. They realized, "Hey, well, if this guy's hitting it here 95% of the time, why don't we put all our fielders there?" Yes, it makes sense, but I don't think it's good for the game. So, I'm so not do you want
2: do you want the NFL to take out blitzes so we get more offense? No, but I mean oh, yeah. what's the difference?
5: There, there is a big difference there. You know that, and they, they did it's change strategy. the rules in the NFL. You can't, you know, what about the NBA with hand checks years ago? You know that as a Nick fan, they changed that. So you well, can't play defense. Don't touch them. Allow them to score more in the NFL. Same thing where flags are going to be thrown for pass interference. Yeah, I don't
2: like it. I don't like it. Don't change the rules. But
5: they did change. They did do it in the NFL and the NBA, and now this is the version of it, I guess, in baseball. And I'm not saying, look, you can put the position player anywhere you want, just to. Two fielders at a time on that side of the bag. All three outfielders can go wherever they want, but you have to have just three outfielders. I don't think it's you know stark changes just what the ge- the way the game was meant to be played. Two I don't guys like on tinkering. Second, guys I don't right. like
2: tinkering with strategy. I don't. I don't like that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I understand your point. I, you think it's worse for the game if they ban the shift, or you think it's better for the game? That's the bottom line. For well,
2: me. I mean, listen, if we're doing this about the game. Then you need to throw players out who go go out of the batter's box. Well, the problem with the game is that the game takes four hours instead of two and a half.
5: Well, how about the fact that you don't have players that could actually hit the baseball? I mean, well, the they, shift got, has the shift. But that's
2: part of the game because you have a pitcher that's preventing that player from hitting the baseball.
5: No, but the Players... strategy is now getting guys with a launch angle all about right. the runs. They don't care about guys that put the ball in play, which would then potentially beat the shift. It's easier. Look, you couldn't shift on Tony Gwynn. Why? Because Tony Gwynn would hit it anywhere, everywhere, all the time. Now these guys, they're dead ball hitters looking to hit a ball nine miles or they're going to strike out. So Right,
2: but that, again, is an on-field strategy player performance issue baseball's biggest problem is the length of the game which has nothing to do with changing any rules it's keep the keep the batter in the box keep the pitcher on the mound that has nothing to do with strategy the other stuff is a shift is strategic okay this hitter hits the ball here all the time we're going to put a defensive player here i don't know you and again if the if the goal here is to open up the offense um i don't know like you said the game has changed the game is strikeouts and home runs now i don't I don't know how the shift is going to change that.
5: See, I don't think that the that issue is, is the pace of play. I know that that's a big deal. I think it's the quality of play. You and I grew up, we would watch games, even in recent years, the World Series, Cubs, and Indians. Those games went on for hours, but there was great drama. They were well-played games. I don't feel like today's game is played well. It's but just I think different. that
2: has to do – this is going to open up a whole other topic. that will. But I think that has to do with the fact that the players – are all jacked up beyond belief? Right. All they care about is working out and muscles. Right. hitting and, bombs. You know, I mean, if you follow Noah Syndergaard on on like Instagram, it's ridiculous. Like, you know,
5: it, it's, it, it's velocity, all about that velocity the, from a pitcher exit right. below launch. You're right. That's all. There's power. no
2: such thing as like, you know, let's get a guy on first, let's have him steal second, we'll bunt him to third, right. and we'll get it. Like that. That game doesn't exist anymore because right. the guys are all, you know muscle heads and they want to hit the ball 500 feet or,
5: or the two hitter hitting the ball the other way to move the runner over maybe gets a base hit hitting runs things like that that that's what I'm talking about putting the ball in play which if they did that there wouldn't be as stark a shifts as we see now but the way that it is I just bottom line for me I think the shift is bad for the game so I'm all for uh going you know prohibiting that uh or preventing that strategy and trying to make the game on field a little bit better
2: I didn't realize this was going to be such a heated topic. I'm glad I brought it up. Um, All right. Another topic. You know, I'll just. Giannis. I've been majorly impressed. Majorly impressed because he's doing everything. And, um, you know, if you want to look for like the the superstar who then goes to the next level. uh, I think he's doing it. I think, you know. I I know he's always been good, but I've been blown away. What about you?
5: This is not going to be popular opinion, but it's just how I feel. I don't love Giannis as a player. I I hate the fact that he continues to try to shoot threes when he's a horrible three-point shooter. It drives me nuts that a guy whose strength is getting to the rim that is not a good free-throw shooter. And also, and he made a great defensive play last night coming back with that block on Aiden for the alley-oop. I understand it. It was a tremendous play. But earlier in the game, he sat there or stood there and watched Crowder take a three. That, they, I mean, he did nothing. You just let him take a wide open three. This is the NBA Finals. I know he's hurt. He's banged up. You got to give him, you know, some credit for playing. And, and again, whatever it was 26 points or something. I, I can't. Fathom as somebody who grew up watching passionate basketball being played, especially defensively in the 90s, NBA finals, The one of the stars of the league is standing there on the court watching an open man take a three point shot. There's no excuse for that. So, too many times with the, and it's not just him, I know, but that, you're picking
2: too. out one thing in a game where the guy's having, you know, 26 points, 14 rebounds, you're picking out one play.
5: Yeah, what I a just, critic. Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I know. but <laughs> He's playing hurt. I understand yeah. that. But, well, it's not just one play. I told you the three points dropped me. No, it's not, not being able to knock down free throws. Drop so me if nuts. he
2: wins a title, if they beat the Suns, does your opinion change at all?
5: Uh, I mean, he'll be an NBA champion. So, yeah, you get over sure. the Not that my opinion would change of him as a player, but clearly right. he would have... You know, what more does he have to prove, right? He's been an MVP multiple times. Uh, winning a championship is the last thing for him. I'm not – look, it's not like he's the worst player in the league. But there as a superstar player, I'd like to see somebody a little more well-rounded than Giannis.
2: All right. This was not a topic, but as we're taping this, I'm looking at Twitter, and I see a tweet here. And you work at SNY, and you're a diehard, diehard Mets fan. So maybe you could shed some light on me on this because I didn't know this. I'm, I'm seeing a tweet here that says um, – Keith Hernandez will be back in the Mets booth on Friday following his yard work slash hot tub injury. What the hell happened to Keith?
5: Apparently, I don't know if he was going to trim a tree or something like that. And he he stood on his hot tub to reach the tree branch or whatever it was and slipped and fell. Oh, my God. I don't know if he did something to his ankle. I forget the exact extent of it, but it was something like that. Uh, and he had a little accident. So I guess he was out right before the all-star break. And, you know, obviously then had the all-star break as well. So it wasn't a major scare, a major issue, but. So
2: he's doing yard work, stood on the hot tub, fell.
5: Slipped and, and fell. Yeah. That's like why
2: that. I don't do yard work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. And I love Keith. You know, it's funny. When Keith came on this podcast last summer, he did it from like his backyard in Sag Harbor. So I got to look at the backyard. So it, it's interesting. that. Oh, you uh,
5: had a video with him. I listened to it. No, he did it, but I didn't we see the did video. it
2: via video on Zoom. But it was before we started posting the videos on YouTube. Ah. We did it. We did the pod via zoom because of the pandemic it was just the easiest way to tape them from home but we didn't decide to start putting them on youtube until uh i think a little bit after that one i wish we had that one because he was sitting in his backyard it was funny um last thing um the wwe today on thursday they're making a big deal all over twitter vince mcmahon actually sent out a tweet about they're going back on the road so since the pandemic started they've done their shows strictly from one building in tampa florida with no fans and that's now over Friday, back to their regular schedule. When was the last time you went to a live WWE event?
5: Uh, I actually went to one at the Garden. You know, I became friends with uh, Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins. Right. Uh, he got me tickets to one of the shows that they did at the Garden right before Christmas. I would say 2018, Okay. maybe. And now, as was- an
2: adult, did you enjoy it?
5: I did. It was it was cool. I mean it makes yeah. me it brings me back. Anytime you're there, you know, it brings you back to being a kid, especially at the garden and I remember right. Vince McMahon came out or Cena and it was, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun. I haven't been to a show I don't think since I was in like high school. Um, but I have to say I I have a little bit of an itch to go. I don't know because like cuz I've had a very hard time watching Monday Night Raw without the crowd. I think it's changed everything. So, I could see the crowds being completely insane now when they get back so you
5: want to go you could probably maybe, get a i'll go with you yeah
2: maybe we'll go it is right. it
5: is a fun it's an it's escape f- it yes. brings it you, makes you feel like a kid for a few hours going yeah. to watch the, yeah the show. it is fun
2: all right uh, i appreciate you coming on and uh the shift should not be banned
5: <laughs> all, right. all right i hope we could still be friends all right i'll, I'll talk see
2: you later. next oh wait wait one more thing yeah I forgot the biggest topic of all. Literally, the biggest topic, the most important topic, the only thing I've wanted to discuss all day. So, there was this. So, two guys from The Sopranos, Steve Sharippa and
5: Michael Imperioli, have a podcast.
2: They came on my podcast last summer as well. So, if someone is new to this podcast, go into the archives. You can listen to all these. So, Sharippa, Bobby Bacala, Michael Imperioli, Christopher were on my podcast last year, they have their own. And apparently Sharippa said on his podcast this week that when Steve Carell left the office after season seven, I believe, that, it, uh, that NBC wanted Gandolfini, who had wrapped The Sopranos, to join the show and take over the Carell you know, part. Not the Carell part, but mm-hmm. Carell left, they wanted Gandolfini in. And NBC offered Gandolfini four million to take the job at the office. And HBO not wanting Gandolfini to sort of be on another show and sully his Sopranos reputation, I guess, offered him $3 million not to join The Office. Now, this is the story Steve Sharipa told. I have no idea of it. But Gandolfini on The Office, now it would be without the Michael Scott character, obviously, but he'd be there interacting with Dwight and Jim and, and the whole cast. I think could have been tremendous. And I think that's just an unbelievable TV nugget if it's true.
5: My my mind was blown reading that and then yeah. started to think, oh, my God, how would that have been? He would have been great in that role. I also don't understand. I get wanting to protect the Tony Soprano character. Right. But it's not like he didn't do other stuff. He right. did that movie with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which I watched, right, which enjoyed, is very good. But yeah, he, he was. He's not Tony Soprano there. He's done- that's
2: why that's why even if this story isn't true, it's fun to think about how and he would have been in the office it, like it would have been interesting if they would have made him sort of an Italian sort of character maybe you know I don't know how you know or if they would have made him something completely you know who knows if he would have been like the Robert California character or the Will Ferrell character I don't know but what I'm thinking about like I think a, a Gandolfini scene with Dwight could have been oh amazing oh my god yeah
5: it, it's yeah for look for you and I who both love the Sopranos and the office. And I think yeah. the majority of people, right. There's a reason those shows are so popular. Yeah. Wow. I, I could not get over that. And then dreaming about what that would have been like, had you had Gandolfini in there, it would have been great. I just, yeah. and I do believe it. I believe those guys are telling the truth, at least to some extent, and I understand why HBO would not want him to do that big of a TV show, but still, come on, three million bucks. Imagine getting paid three million to not do something. Well,
2: that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, HBO really paid him three million not to do The Office. It's are I, you I,
5: into this? Are you into the the what would he call it? The a movie? Reboot? Not reboot. Yeah. No. I'm not going to play it, huh?
2: Yeah. I'm not into it only because there's no one from the Sopranos cast. I mean, listen, will I watch it? Yes, of course. But I'm not like, I can't wait to watch it. I'm dying to watch it. Is because it a no show one or a movie? To movie. It's okay. a movie. It's a movie. And no one from the cast is in it. So that's hard for me. Well, then. it's a
5: prequel, though, right? Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, still, yeah. you want to... It's And isn't Chase writing it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's so all David you, Chase. Yeah. At
5: least you have the same... You know, writer writing the the pre story to it. I'm into it. I didn't realize though. I saw the little clip, whatever yeah. it was, a week ago. I didn't realize that that was his son, Gandolfini's yes. son, playing the yep. young Tony.
2: Yep. Good for him. I just I can't cool. get over James Gandolfini on The Office. I just can't stop thinking about it.
5: Yeah. You think it, it would have been good though?
2: Now listen, those two years were rough without Mike, without Steve Carell. And I thought the Robert California season was like the worst thing I've ever seen. See, I don't um, like Spader for some reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I do think, listen, I think it would have been good with James. I mean, listen, you're going to watch it. It's, it's James Gandolfini. Um, I think it would have been good. I think it would have been really good. I don't That's see how right it man. couldn't have been. Yeah. All right. That's good. I, I think, I can't believe I almost forgot that. Thank you for uh, coming on and nope. uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. See you All later. Right. Be well. Take care. Yeah. All right, my thanks to Andrew Marshan and Sal Licata for coming on this week's show. If uh, you are not a subscriber to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast, please hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you can review, that would help tremendously. There may be some uh, prizes coming up for people who give us a review on Apple, so make sure you uh, do that. And if you missed any past episodes, go into the archives. Great show last week with Sean McDonough from ESPN, Chris Long two weeks ago, Jim Ross three weeks ago. All those in the archives, check them out, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, that wraps it up for this week's show. We'll see you next week. Be safe and take care.